Bernie Sanders wins the Nevada caucus and the pundits go nuts. Why are the pundits so concerned about Bernie Sanders' win? Well, we're going to take a look at that. They can't say they weren't warned. On this special episode of The True Middle, we're going to dive into it. My name is Paul Melikivi. I am your host. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Now, those of you that are tuning in, you know that The True Middle is, an out, is a place where we talk about politics, we talk about business, and we talk about faith, and we talk about it from a real perspective. And the reason why we talk about it from a real perspective is because the media is out of touch with reality. The media, the political pundits, people that spend their entire lives in the political process, they're out of touch, man. They don't know what's going on on the streets. They don't know how to relate to the average day Americans in the middle class that are out there working hard. They're getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to do their job. And they're able to do that and then isolate themselves and circle themselves with other people in the industry, people in politics. And so they never really know what's going on in the streets. And so this win by Bernie Sanders in the Nevada caucus, although it's only the third state um, to have a caucus, so we have a lot of things to go in the primary, this is really raising some red alarms. Let's take a look here at the results. Um, the best that we can see, the Nevada caucus results, you can see that Bernie Sanders came in with at least 46% of the vote. That is a absolute stomping. He stomped Joe Biden. Joe Biden came in second place with only 19.6%. Twice the amount of people came out and uh, supported Bernie Sanders than did Joe Biden. That is a clear victory. That means that Bernie Sanders, if you can look over here to the right, is ahead of the game with his um, delegate count. He's already at 31 delegates. Buttigieg behind him with 22, 108. Everybody else is irrelevant. Now, Joe Biden thinks that he may be able to make some ground. We have South Carolina coming up a week, and then Super Tuesday where uh, Michael Bloomberg steps in, and he can make a difference. So, let's take a look at this. Bernie Sanders did great in Iowa, did great in New Hampshire. He did great in Nevada. Um, there was a lot of time now. He is not new to this. Bernie Sanders been at this for... I don't know. I mean, he was in. He was running against Hillary in in 2016. So nine. Yeah, I mean, at least three years where he's been a, a, a candidate for the president of the United States, right? So now that he wins, the Democratic establishment, the media pundits are all starting to raise the alarms. They're starting to get concerns about his socialism um, claim. The the some of his policies they think are a little bit too progressive for the average Americans, for the middle class. They're regarding to say that, you know, the op-ed is going to start coming out. The uh, Trump campaign is going to release all of this information about his past, some of the things he's done. He honeymooned in Russia. He spoke about the United States and their relationship with Cuba and that he was on Cuba's side with that. So they're concerned that his extreme past is going to come back and haunt him in the general election. They're concerned now that the Demo the candidate that the Democrats are voting for, that they're favoring, is going to be the front runner against Trump, and now they're concerned that they're not going to win against Trump. Bernie Sanders, who's been in politics for over, what, I would say, what, 40 years at least? He's never changed. He's never changed. He's always spoke about his policies. He's been advocating for universal health care for at least... Four years now, he's been advocating these socialist policies. He's always been talking about 
the other European countries like Denmark and Sweden and Germany being able to do what the America's uh, government has not been able to do. So why all of a sudden are the pundits getting scared? We have James Carville, who I respect a lot. He came on and he's talking about the media is not talking the truth about Bernie Sanders. And he is absolutely true. It is absolutely true that the media is not giving all that they can. They are not really talking the truth about what's going on. They're not talking the truth about his policies. But guess what, guys? You've had years to do this. You've had years to do your job in the media. You've had, we've had nine debates. Nine debates the Democrats have had. Bernie Sanders was on every one of those debates. You've had moderators moderating these debates that were part of the media, the same media now that's starting to raise concerns about the electability of Bernie Sanders. They were moderators of these debates. They never asked him the questions that they needed to ask him. And so now they're starting to get concerned that his policies and his past is going to come back to haunt him and that the opponents are going to go ahead and release all this information that's going to tint the American public. But guess what, guys? This is not a mystery. This is no surprise. You had to know that this was coming. You had to know that this was coming. I can tell you how you had to know this was coming because we have Ben Shapiro, who is a conservative commentator. He has a podcast daily that almost every day, at least for the past month, that I've been listening to, at least for the past month, every day, Ben Shapiro has been saying, why is the media not asking these questions? Why are they not asking these questions? Do we not listen to Ben Shapiro? Do our liberal media not listen to what some of the conservative people have to say? They really should. That's a great way to know who you're running against. Some of the ideas. Now, I, res I, re I respect Ben Shapiro a lot. Uh, him and I differ on I mean, our opinion on some policies, and that's fine. That's what we do. As Americans, we're going to disagree. But I can tell you he's always been very honest. He's been very direct with his criticism and some of his opinions. He's been saying it for weeks, if not months. As Bernie started to gain popularity, he's saying, hey, some of these, some of the Bernie's past is going to come back to haunt him. They're going to have problems in the Democratic Party rate going against Trump because of some of these things he's done in the past. We are about to see it. He is warned about it. The media has an ample time to discuss this. He had interview after interview. He ran for three years. I mean, he ran three years ago against Hillary Clinton. It never came up then. He's been running. He's been front runner. He announced he's running free for for president years ago. So we've had ample time to do this, to do our job, to go and put everything out so the American people know who were voting for. They did not do that. And so the media now is really being hypocrites, if you ask me. They were the ones that had the, the duty, the obligation, and the responsibility to tell the American people who these candidates are. Now, we saw this in the last debate. Bloomberg came on stage for the first time, right? We've never really seen him in the public before. He ran a lot of ads. He was gaining traction. So right away, the candidates went for his juggler. They went away. You know, Elizabeth Warren did a good job of kind of bringing to light a lot of the things uh, that he's done in the past, a lot of his policies that were controversial, a lot of things that were he's not discussing about because he's running a narrative on the commercials. They did, get a, did a great job of bringing all of this to light. That was the first time that he was on the stage. 
and we got all of this information about him being a billionaire, about his controversial policies, about his past with women, employees that worked at the company. All of that is on blast, and he was on stage one time. Bernie Sanders was on stage nine times, guys. Plenty of time both for the candidates to vet him and plenty of time for the pundits to vet him. The moderators could have vented him, but they did not. They failed miserably. So guess what, guys? This is what we have. Bernie Sanders, another guy that has talked about this in depth, is another guy that I like. He does another podcast. This is Scott Galloway. Um, he has a podcast. He co-hosts on as a podcast called Pivot. Talks about technology. He's an author. He's a professor at NYU. Real intelligent. A lot of things. He is a liberal for for all intents and circumstances. But he has raised concerns about Bernie Sanders and some of his past and the trouble that he may come across as a candidate. Now he's the primary. Now he's the the assumptive front runner. And now everybody wants to come and attack him. The media is scared, saying, "How can we vote for him?" with these policies. Well, guess what, guys? You dropped the ball. You didn't do it. The revolution is here. So we're going to talk about this for a little bit because my concern here is that the media is missing a point. They really are missing a point. The media is missing a point on this. Is this the revolution that we've been waiting for? They're concerned now because what they're saying is that historically, what we have seen is that the older Democrats, the moderates, those that have been in the Democratic Party for a long time, that they're concerned, that they're not going to vote for somebody that's so progressive, that when it comes election time, that they're all going to kind of pivot towards the middle. They want somebody that's a little bit more middle ground, that they're not looking for the extreme on one side or the other. This is the same thing that they talked about in Trump in 2016. Same thing they said about Trump. With the Republicans, he said he was too extreme, that he would never be able to get the nomination because he was just too outside of the mainstream. Well, guess what? He won, and the party came to him. Now the party supports him 100% to their detriment that they support him in all of this foolishness. They back him in all of his lies and, and the foolery that, that he's put out to the American people. So guess what, guys? Bernie Sanders is kind of like that for the Democrats this year, where he's kind of an outsider. He's been advocating these policies for a long time. Now, this is why it's important, because the media doesn't understand that for years, the Democratic establishment has failed them. They failed miserably. And time after time again, we put our hopes in the Democrats. We support them. They talk this good game. They're going to do all of this stuff. They're going to go and get us health care. They're fighting for the American people. They're fighting for the unions. But guess what? They failed miserably. Now, as time goes on, the younger generation is starting to see all of this. The younger generation now voting that are, you know, the 18 to 30 year old bracket that supported Bernie Sanders. They came out and they were supporting. Why? Because they've seen for the past 30 years this income inequality that has um, just getting wider and wider and wider. They've went through college, they've come out of college, they're realizing that the jobs aren't there, they're not getting paid their worth. They see corporations taking over, they see the way that they've treated people in the other generations where they just use their employees as property that they could dispose of any time when students' times got rough. They would go ahead and lay off people, left them with no jobs. They didn't care about their families. They saw corporations pulling back their expenses and their support for their employees. They saw health care costs skyrocket through the roof. This is the experience of most of Amer Americans. 
They see spiraling healthcare costs. They see student loan debt skyrocketing. They see opportunities being dried up. They see the billionaires getting richer and richer and richer. The richer 1% is increasingly gaining a larger share as the economy grows and everybody's being left out. They're seeing that they now have to work two or three jobs. They have two income households. Mom has to work, dad has to work. Sometimes they both have to work two jobs just to, to pay rent, which is ridiculous. And so Bernie has really captured the momentum and the spirit um, and the disgust of the younger generation. And he's putting forth policies that speak to what we need. And yes, they are radical, but guess what? It's time for the revolution. We've been talking about this for a while now. It's kind of bubbled under. It's been bubbling under for a long period of time. We've tried to go through the establishment. We tried to trust the establishment with our lives. We've put our hope in them. We, we, we spoke about what we needed. At points in time, it really seemed like they were listening to us. The Democratic Party will always talk about the working people and what they believe in and that they're fighting for them, but it's never worked. It's never worked. So guess what, guys? It's time to try something new. And this is what it's going to take. It's going to take the establishment to realize that times have changed. People that voted back in 1940 and 1950, things are different now. The younger generation is seeing. I mean, they, they, they're exposed to the Internet. They're exposed to other countries. They get to see what other countries are experiencing. They get to talk to people across the world about their health care plans. They get to hear stories about how it worked or it didn't work. We have books about income inequality. We have suggestions about how we can move this forward. And time and time again, it kind of gets pushed to the side. We talk about it. The media reports on it. They say, yeah, this is what the, the, the people are anxious. The people are concerned. People are frustrated with the way that the government has been. They, they, you know, they're tired of Trump's lies that we need something different. We need somebody to come in. But guess what? When, it, when the going gets tough and we have a progressive candidate that's getting put as a front runner, now they start running scared saying, you know what? We need to retreat back to something that's a little bit normal, something that's a little bit more middle ground. That's not to the point where we're at. It's to the point now where we've seen the extreme on one side and we're tired of it, so now we want the extreme on the other side because you know what? Middle ground is just not going to be good enough for us anymore. So we're taking back the elections. What this means to all of us is that we need to have super turnout. Now, I'm not advocating um, Bernie Sanders. Right now, I'm still kind of weighing some things out about how I'm going to vote, but I get it. I'm with you guys. I am the biggest advocate for universal health care. I think it's ridiculous that we haven't been able to get it past that. In this country, with the amount of money, resources, technology that we have available to us, that we can't find a way to make universal health care accessible to everybody. I've spoke about it at length. I spoke about it at nauseum. We need it. It's one of the things that we need. We also need to change this income inequality. We need to change the way that we look at our corporations and the structure and given just the way that they're able to influence our elections. We spoke about that in one of my previous ep uh, broadcasts on what's wrong with our system, why our system is broken, because there's too much money involved in the political system that corporations and lobbyists are able to advocate for their interest. A lot of these pundits are, are not getting the fact that it is the people that are the ones that are suffering, not the organizations not those that are in power, those who are in charge. Uh, one thing I want to point out a lot is there is, you know, this discussion prior to the Nevada caucuses about the unions. The culinary union really was pushing up against Bernie Sanders and the universal health care that he's proposing, and the union is against it. 
and the reunion has a right to be against it because you know what they've done a uh, uh, they spent a lot of time, they spent a lot of effort in fighting for the union members to negotiate their health care plans. But you know what, Mr. Union people, although you are in power, and although that is it is in your interest that there is no universal health care because then that's eliminating the power that you have to negotiate on behalf of your employees, guess what? I can guarantee you the same employees that you're advocating for are frustrated and tired with their health care plan. I can tell you that they, although they have health care and are thankful that you negotiated the health care plan for them, it still doesn't mean that it's the ideal system for them. They're still paying premiums, they're still paying deductibles, they're still going getting their claims denied by these companies, there's still a lot of out-of-pocket expenses, they're still concerned about their family members who may not be uh, employee at the same organization, that may not have the same types of health care that they have under their union negotiated health care plan. There's plenty of things that unions can negotiate for. So if they remove the health care as a bargaining topic, guess what? You can bargain for you can bargain for some other things. You can start bargaining for daycare. You can start bargaining for other benefits. You can start bargaining towards pensions again or more contributions to employees 401ks. You can negotiate and bargain for a better way of life, less hours. You can negotiate for higher pay for your employees instead of the companies now having to put money into these health care plans Maybe the companies now can pay their employees more to do the same job so that now they don't have to work two jobs in order to make ends meet. So there's still a lot of things that the, the unions can negotiate for, that they can bargain for. If they remove health care, I think that is scare tactics by the unions. That's the unions trying to stay in power. I don't think it's going to work. I think the people know what they're up to. The people see this now. We're enlightened. American people are not dumb. The American people are those that are fighting every day. They're out there. They're working. They know how they're living. They know the struggles that they're facing. They know the frustrations that they've had with the system. So I encourage you guys, we need to keep our eyes out. We need to take a look at how this election is going to shape up. Some great things going on. Some exciting times, but scary times. We're walking into uncharted territory where you have a Democratic candidate who is actually advocating for a lot of these progressive policies that we've been trying to pass for years that have been just getting shot down because the elite and the establishment hasn't been supportive. They've been blocking it all the way. So guess what? We're rising up now. You're starting to see it in the polls. Let's go back to the poll that we looked at with the results of the election, right? Let's, let, me, let me find that graphic for you. Look at that. 46% for Bernie Sanders versus... 19% for Joe Biden. I think that is a impressive victory. That says something. It wasn't even close. It was more than double. Look at the total votes. 21,000 for Bernie Sanders, 10,000 for Joe Biden. Pete Buttigieg came close. 10,240. There's still some arguments about who's coming in second place. Whatever. The point is this. That is a clear victory. That sends a clear message that Bernie's support, Bernie's strength is a lot deeper than some people have thought it was going to be. He has a lot of support. There's a ground swelling. He is reaching more people than they thought. Most pundits had him capped at about 30% support because he had diehard supporters at about 30%. He's now reaching out into the minority communities. He's getting younger people. He's getting some older people. He's getting some African Americans. He's getting some Latinos. The ground swell begins. And as he racks up and he starts 
getting more wins under his belt, you know what? People can, can tend to gravitate towards winners. So the momentum may be too much now for anybody else to stop. The only chance we have now is on Super Tuesday, which is in a couple of weeks. We'll see how those results come back. Bloomberg is the only one that really has the resources um, to put a dent in it. And even he has concerns now. Even some advocates for him are mentioning some of his advisors saying, hey, Bernie's lead may be too much where we'll never be able to catch him in the Democrat in the uh, delegate count. So keep our eyes open, guys. I encourage you to get out there. Let's share our thoughts on social media. Is the revolution here? Is this the revolution that a lot of us wanted? Is this the revolution that's going to change the way that we look at our politics? Is this the way we is this the revolution that's going to change the way that our government is ran? Keep this in mind. Even if Bernie Sanders wins, even if he wins, it's going to, it is going to send a powerful message. It is going to shock the establishment, and I think the establishment needs to be shocked. They need to see the reality of what's going on here with 80% of the people that are working every day trying to make, make ends meet. The establishment needs to be shocked. The media pundits need to wake up to the fact that their little cushy world is not the experience of all of us here on the ground. People are starting to take a deeper dive into this. They really need to assess what's going on. They need to understand the impacts of generations of adults being burnt down, generations of, of people having to work hard to, to make ends meet, generations of fathers and mothers working two jobs and the impact that it has on their sons and their daughters as they grow up and they see mom and dad working hard. Generations of people that have grown accustomed to not having health care, to having to go to emergency rooms just to get looked at when you have a cold or a flu. Generations of people who can't get jobs because there's not there for them. They spend a lot of money, they go into debt in college, and they come out and they work in mediocre jobs, working two or three jobs just to make ends meet. Generations of people now are starting to speak up. It's not something that we could say is, is, is a result of a certain administration. It's not just because the previous president did not do a good job. No, it's systemic. It's historical. It's happening. The trends are running the, in the opposite way of our favor. The trends are showing that the rich are getting richer. The income inequality gap is getting larger. Prescription prices are going up. Healthcare costs are skyrocketing. Rents are, are skyrocketing. School tuition is skyrocketing. Wages are stagnant for 80% of the people. Wages are stagnant. So is this the revolution that we need? Is this what's going to take the establishment to wake up? Hopefully this result in Nevada is just the beginning of a conversation that we're going to have going forward. Yes, we're going to see a lot of research, a lot of history coming back on Bernie Sanders, some of the things he's done in the past. We need to take a look at that. We need to take an honest assessment of it. But it's the media's fault that it wasn't there in the first place. This should have been discussed years ago, if not at least months ago, years ago. So our guy is going to be Bernie Sanders. Um, as of right now, it looks like he is the front runner. He's going to be the topic of discussion. There's a debate coming up on Tuesday. Let's see what happens. Let's see if the other candidates finally grow some kahunas and come after him and, and question some of his policies. It needs to be vetted. It needs to go out there. It needs to happen. We need to know about it before the election. But guess what? The media, stop complaining about it. Stop fussing about it because it's your fault. You failed on bringing it to the light. And I'm going to blame it on you. I'm going to blame it on the pundits. I'm going to blame it on the establishment. He left us out of the loop. And so do your job 
get the information out there, make sure it's unbiased and honest. Let us make our own decisions about what we want. Let the revolution begin. Right? So hey guys, make a comment, chime in on us, you know, take a look at some of my previous podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, make sure you get notifications for when we have our new broadcast. You're the first to know about it. Keep an eye out if you're listening to this podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify, anywhere that you have your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us so we can keep can continue to bring you this types of content. We're going to diversify our options here. We're working on some podcasts coming up talking about the economy, talking about finance, talking about faith. So we're not just going to talk about politics, but this is where we're at today. So some exciting times. So chime in. We're going to have a poll here. Let us know what you think. Is this the revolution that we've been waiting for? Yes or no? Is it just hubbub at this point in time? Is it just all lies? Is it a mirage? Is it not really happening? Or is this the true revolution that the working people have been looking for? It's been nice talking to you guys. I will see you after the debates on Tuesday. We're going to weigh in and see how things are going. This is The True Middle. I am your host, Paul Melikivi. I'll see you the next time.